tonight Oh, down beside that red firelight Oh, you're gonna let it all hang out Fat bottom girls, you make the rockin' world go round
Oh, baby. Hello, everybody. Welcome to an all-new Down Ray Sports Radio, the podcast here this Sunday. It's another Sunday. What is today? The 12th, January 12th, 2020. The Roaring 20s 2.0, if you will. Uh, I'm your host, Brent Reed. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. The sports critic of the world for the fan. A show for fans by a fan. Talk to the fans through a fan. It's a lot of fans. I'm chilly because there's so many fans. Um, first time listening to the show, hey, subscribe. Hit the button at the bottom. It's not that hard. It's really easy. Just hit the button at the bottom. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, hit the subscribe button and uh, give me uh, some stars. One, two, three, four, five. I take them all. Give me some stars. And then if you are listening on Google Play or SoundCloud, just hit the like button and keep it moving. <laughs> uh, nice, beautiful day here. Um, and for those of you that don't know, I broadcast out of Virginia. I drank this coffee. I'm shot out of a cannon. Last, I, I'll fill you in in a minute, but. Beautiful day. It's like 60 something in January. You know, it's different. I don't live in California. I don't live in Florida. I don't live in Nevada. I live in Virginia, which is borders the, you know, the north a little bit. And it gets, it's supposed to be cold, but, you know, it's a, it's a conversation for a different day for those of you that, um, you know, just think everything is just what it is and what it is. And it's not, you know, a bigger issue. But, you know, it is nice, and it's a beautiful day if you got if you have children or you have dogs. You know, take them outside. You know, um, barbecue. Take advantage of it because I'm sure old man winter will show up eventually. He always does, and when he does, you can bet your bottom dollar he's going to bring it, brother. <laughs> um, yesterday, some uh, some current events. Uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, was shut down by the Tennessee Titans in that run game by Derrick Henry. Old school smash mouth, hit him in the mouth football. Yeah, that happened. Uh, Lamar burst on the scene last year. And what made me laugh, and I kept my mouth shut for the most part this year, but last year the guy threw like the ball all the 12 times and, um, this year he burst into the scene and, you know, really his first full season, because last year he came in towards the end of the year, but his first full season, there wasn't a whole lot of um, scouting reports out on him, and everybody lost their mind. He's the future. He's everything we need. Oh, football, we love you. We've never seen anything like you before. Only Cam Newton just a couple years ago did that, but unlike Lamar, Cam has won games for his team, and that's what he has done, and that's what he did. Um, Michael Vick, Vick didn't have, doesn't have, didn't have the best arm like Lamar, but I mean, come on, let's stop. Like we haven't seen this 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 video game before, but as proven time and time again, it was a pocket passing quarterback, a traditional style quarterback that beat. The flash in the pan, the the flavor of the month, the the bandwagon guy, and thus the Baltimore Ravens lost and lost badly. I don't care what the if you read the stats this morning, no, they lost badly. And the the Lamar Jackson apologist, the kid turned the ball over three times. Let's not pretend like it was somebody else's fault. Drop hat. The kid turned the ball over three times. Let's call it like it is. And he's a kid. 
He's younger than me. I'm older than him by 10 years. So I could call him a kid. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, God bless him. Hopefully he does good. And then uh, the 49ers uh, beat the uh, beat. The Vikings, let me be respectful. My, my boy Noah, my, my Obi-Wan Kenobi, big Minnesota Vikings fan, so I'm not going to jump down there, though. I secretly was rooting for them a little bit because I was hoping to give Noah a little, you know, Noah can use, you know, W's for his team. But, you know, when you got Kirk Cousins back there, you, all you can guarantee is a possibility of an L. <laughs> but uh, today... You got uh, Green Bay in Seattle. I'm picking Seattle. And then you have the Chiefs and uh, the Texans, and I'm picking the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs in Seattle in the Super Bowl. I think that's going to be um, an amazing Super Bowl, if you will. I think that would be the 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 sexiest Super Bowl out there. Um, you have the returning um Seattle Seahawks, you know, they went two years in a row, won one, lost one, and then they got the emerging Pat Mahomes, you know, Patrick Mahomes, who I really feel like the NFL needs to, as Booker T from the WWE, say, put a rocket on his back. You know, they really need to market him. I know he's got commercials, but he needs to be everywhere. Like, he's exactly what the NFL needs right now as we move away from the Tom Brady era and we move into the the new style of quarterback, the dual threat quarterback, and Patrick fits that. Not Lamar, Patrick. Patrick, to me, is a better hybrid version of what Cam could be or could have been if he had a better if he threw the ball a little bit better. Cam's problem is his throwing style. He can, he has a strong arm, but his throwing style is kind of weird. And if you look at Patrick, it's perfect. Like, he has the throwing style of a of a Peyton Manning, but he's got the wheels of a, um, Michael Vick or Steve Young, if you will. Like, the kid, he's he is the guy. He's the guy. He's got next. That's my guy. He Shoot, I almost want to root for the Chiefs, but, you know, still stick with my... Terrible Giants. Anywho, today's, uh, the first segment is not football, believe it or not. I just thought I'd start to show off a little icebreaker, if you will. Uh, this past week, or la- this past week in the NBA, which I touch on a lot and I love to, if you never listened to me before, I, I pay close attention to the NBA. Not as much as this year I've took the first half year off. I'm like, I'll start by All-Star break. Because the NBA is kind of predictable for the first five months, you know, the first few months. And then I'll start diving in and paying more attention. But the one of the things that stood out to me this 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 week was Kevin Love and how he's having issues in Cleveland. Now, let's back up a little bit. A few years ago, I'm not going down the tunnel, but a few years ago, when LeBron returned to Cleveland, one of the players that was rumored that LeBron really wanted was Kevin Love. He oh he had to have Kevin Love. And to LeBron's credit, he knows it himself. He's played with enough scrubs where he's like, go get me another all-star. When Kevin Love was in Minnesota, it was pretty much determined he was a great player in a lost land. I'm under the belief that if you're a great player, you can will your team at least to contention and be in um, being will them at least where they're in the conversation for the playoffs. 
the entire time Kevin Love played in Minnesota, they never made the playoffs. They never. I don't think they they they, they never finished higher than eleven. Just like Demarcus Cousins, these are great individuals, skilled, you know, great, great athletes and players, and you know, they play in the NBA. Only one percent guys go. But as far as uh, team uh, changers, the the X factors, the 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 strawdesters, a drink, the, the Kevin Love is not that. Now, when LeBron left to go elsewhere. Kevin Love decided to sign an extension with Cleveland. He basically took the money. He knew LeBron wasn't staying. LeBron kept signing these one-year deals, these one-year deals, these one-year deals, and Kevin Love took a five-year extension, which I thought at the time was dumb. Don't close, don't close your, your, your world off. Put yourself in a better situation. Kevin Love could be a fantastic ball player on a team that can use him. This the the this all got started because the team the, the new head coach of the team John uh, Binary uh, who used to coach Michigan and was a college coach and decided you know went for again went for the cash grab and went to go coach Cleveland and told the team to slow the ball down when Kevin Love was Kevin Love had Chris Paul guarding him Kevin Love is six ten. 6'11, Chris Paul is 4'2. And he's give me the ball. He's calling for it. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. And they don't give him the ball. And he lost it. He basically walked to the point where I was like, give me the ball. Now, when you got a all-star, an NBA champion, the leader of your team telling you to give him the ball, you give him the ball. When especially when he's got a mismatch, and it ain't like Cleveland is in any position to be picky about their wins because Cleveland's got ten wins, eleven if that. It's time for Cleveland to trade Kevin Love, and it's time for Kevin Love to because Kevin Love apologized and said, "I you know I acted like a child. You know I'm thirty plus. I shouldn't act like that." Not Kevin, you wrong. You should act like that. You play on a terrible team. You play for a terrible organization. If LeBron doesn't play for that organization, Cleveland is trash. The the, the only thing the city of Cleveland should be proud of is the Indians because it's the only team that gives them hope every year. As far as um, as far as a LeBronless Cleveland Cavaliers and as far as the Cleveland Browns go, they are dumpster fires. They are trash. They are terrible. They are the worst franchises in all the sports and some days I wish they should be relegated to their respectable uh, the the Browns should be relegated to college and the um, Cavaliers should be relegated to the G League because that's how badly run they are Kevin Love should be traded and should ask to be traded I'm gonna play Kevin Love's agent and slash general manager and I pick some teams I think Kevin Love should go to. I love playing. Sometimes we I do this. If you never uh, listen or watch the show, I enjoy pretending to be a GM. It's kind of fun. So <clears throat> putting on my GM hat. Here are places Kevin Love can go. Kevin Love currently right now is averaging 16 points a game, 10 rebounds. Perfect numbers. Perfect numbers. I'm talking stellar, baby. That, that come on. It gets no better than that. Anyway, Miami is currently right now like the third team or something like that. If I'm Miami, I pull the trigger. You partner Kevin Love up with 
uh, what's the boy's name? Jimmy Butler. Butler, who loves to drive to the basket, shoot the three. He's kind of like a LeBron, low point one. He's LeBron if he can't get four other players, okay? But still, he cuts, you know, you kick it. Love can help him because Love can spread that floor open now. And plus, you know, now Butler gets more shots because now you got a real threat, not a bunch of, you know, guys nobody can name four of. Toronto, you're fresh off winning the championship. You lost your MVP. You're still in playoff contention. You add this guy. He fits your type of team. And he's a guy that can play in a system. He's not one of these guys you trade for and he can't fit the system. Kevin Love can play in any system you put him in, and he would be perfect for that. Oklahoma City. Surprisingly, you guys are the seventh seed. You give Chris Paul this type of score, he puts them back in. They can finish in the five. They can finish top five with Kevin Love. Golden State. I know you're just saying. Golden State's got like four wins. It's not Golden State for this year. You trade him this year, you rest him the rest of the year, and then when the squad is back next year, healthy, uh, uh, Curry, Thomas, and Green, and now you had Kevin Love, yo, you thought they shot a lot of threes before, but Kevin Love, not to mention, Kevin Love will take so much pressure off Draymond because Draymond's never had a rebounder like Kevin Love down in the post before. And you give him Kevin Love, Kevin Love can give you, you add Kevin Love's 16 to 20 points with Klay Thompson's 25 to 30, Steph's 25 to 30, it's a done deal. They're back in championship contention with that type of squad because he can run with those boys. And then finally, the Clippers. If you're the Clippers, I don't care what you got. The Clippers is one more piece away from when, to winning the champ to putting it to putting it to rest. I know you all go, well, Kawhi can do it. I ain't got no faith in Paul George, and I think Paul George ultimately, when the playoff time comes around, will let down uh, Kawhi Leonard, and then you will see why playoff P is really, um, you know. SP, <laughs> if you will. But I like the idea of Kevin Love potentially joining those teams <clears throat> and making them better. There's a lot of players that should be traded, honestly, guy, right now. Because so many trash teams. There's so many trash teams because you got a bunch of teams that are drafting young players that aren't ready. Phoenix is Phoenix's average age on their roster, I think, is like 25. Or something like that. Like, that's the oldest player. There's too many young teams with no experience, and they are not learning anything because there's no veterans to learn from. Because either veterans keep playing together or they just retire. The league just makes them, you know, fade them out. But if you're Kevin Love, if I'm Kevin Love, I walk into the Cleveland front office, I give them a list of these teams, I say, I have to go. You got to get rid of me. What, what do I need to do? I know you're paying me a ton of money. Do you want to renegotiate this? I'll, I know this is going to sound ludicrous. I'll give you a chunk back because I got to get out of here because I value winning more than just playing on these sorry-ass teams. If if it's about the money, go take a contract for the Knicks. Just sit on the bench for the next five years because the Knicks is notorious for just paying you for doing nothing. Don't, but know it. Uh, today, we're going to have a lot of, I'm just all over the place today on today's show. 
Uh, the music wise is kind of interesting. It came to me at the last second. Uh, you heard Queen kick off the show. We're gonna have some Rolling Stones. Then we're gonna take a quick switch into the hip hop world. So I'm playing like two of my favorite rock bands, and I'm gonna play two of my favorite hip hop groups. And because um, there's a difference, they're not bands in hip hop. They're groups, except for the Roots. The Roots is the only hip hop uh, band. Uh, I could be wrong, but you know what I mean. Um, and then, so we're just going to switch it up. So we'll do that. And then, um, we're going to end the show talking about some, we'll, we'll talk football, XFL football. That is brother. And, uh, we'll be right back. Cause, uh, this is Downray sports radio slash podcast. Right, little Rolling Stones. She's a rainbow. Music is so awesome, guys. I you have you have no idea how much I love music and wish I could just do a top like just do a music show. I crazy shit as I could, but I wish I could do a music show for just like five hours and just play music and talk about the backstory. Just read the um. You know, just read why the artist did it or just have the artist in explain it. It's so dope. If you're a person of a certain age, and I have no idea what my demographic is, but if you're a person of a certain age, you used to go buy the record. And for me, I would buy cassettes or CDs and you would open it and you would read the booklet and you would read the thank yous and what inspired them to do it. And it's just it was just so cool. Like the Internet. And, you know, let me shut up because the Internet's how I do this podcast. But the Internet has made so much 
unperson you know un unpersonal um if that's the word it's, it's just made it cold you know there's no connection to anything because everything is just click 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 you know what i mean there's no connection there's no patience um you know you watch a movie now and you're just like ah it was has an end or you know you you get it you you don't even, people don't even listen to albums you know what I mean? Artists release albums. People don't even listen to the whole album. You know, it's like, well, it's still a point. But, you know, it's the way of the world, and that's just how it is. Um, everything. I think it's going to cycle back, you know, kind of, because I think um, this generation is a little different. They kind of have a little hippie in them, but they are learning from what the hippie, like, hippies... <laughs> Hippies uh, learn real fast that taking a shower and having money and eating was a lot better than um, begging. <laughs> but these guys, I think they, you know, this generation realizes that, you know, hey, we, we'll make money. We're just not going to spend it and we'll just do things a little more frugal. So, you know, it's good and bad. I don't, you know, you live your life the way you want to live it. I spend all my money. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, baseball is around the corner and I love me some baseball. Unlike most years, I plan to devote a lot of this year uh, talking baseball. I don't talk too much about baseball. Wow. I don't talk too much about baseball. Where did that come from? The reason why I haven't touched on baseball a lot in the past, if you watch the Downright Sports YouTube show or you listen to the old podcast, was baseball takes a lot of work and you got to do a lot of homework and you got to watch a lot more games. I plan to watch more games or even just follow the league a little bit more because. You know, baseball is just special, man. There's always stories within baseball, little small stories, little things going on here and there. And it's just pretty cool if you keep your ear to the street and you pay attention. And I, I, I plan to. I love. I would love to call a baseball game. You know, I, I just it's so much time to tell a story. Basketball so fast paced. Football, so many things change and stop. And you, football, you got to spend so much time explaining. I think what's going on. Because, uh, you know, the average football fan just watches it for the contact and see if the guy can throw the ball. So sometimes you don't know how he was able to do it. So people have to explain it. Where in baseball, you can see what's happening on the screen. Like the baseball announcer may be the most unnecessary <laughs> announcer in the world. But with their job, what the great ones do is keep you interested and keep you entertained and keep you um like uh the vince scullies of the world or the um michael k's who i love because michael k is so unbiased he calls the yankees but he will call a home run for an away team or the opposing team just the same way he would call it for the yankees uh john sterling who calls the yankees is the same way like yankee announcers are not homers they they don't stay they're not like they're employed by the team but they don't act like it and I say that because I listen to a lot of Yankee games on Sirius Radio, and if the Yankees are on the road, you get the the road, you get the home teams uh, color commentary. So, like you listen to Detroit or the White Sox, you know who pays their salary because it's. Uh, <laughs> I was listening to a White Sox game a few years ago, and Yankees hit a home run, and the announcer was like. And that ball is back to the wall. Didi Rangoris hits a home run. Oh, there it is. Home run for Didi. White Sox come up, and the guy got like a base hit. Base hit down the line for so-and-so. The White Sox have a runner on. Here we go, everybody. It's like, dude, your job is to not 
be have you know be a fan of the, the team. You're supposed to, you know, be unbiased, and that's the whole point. I just would love to just sit and just like have the stats in front of me or the backstory of these guys and just tell it. You know, that's what makes baseball so cool. In any case, uh, what happened this offseason? So the Yankees finally got a pitcher. It only took them a thousand years, but they got Garrett Cole, who grew up a Yankee fan. Um, in California, of all places, <laughs> but grew up a Yankee fan, and now he's playing for the Yankees. Uh, last few years, he was uh, he was in Houston last year, and he played in Pittsburgh. I, I wanted to poo poo this, but the kid's numbers is phenomenal. The guy can pitch as long as he doesn't fall under the. Um, I don't think he's going to have that problem. I think he's kind of got like that CC Sebastian in him. Hey, I'm gonna go out on the mound. My job is to pitch. Like. But sometimes guys put them pinstripes on, man, and then you get in front of forty to 50,000 people out there, and then they start chanting your name or they start booing you, and they can wreck you. It's nothing like pitching in Pittsburgh or pitching in Houston or pitching other places where, like, they'll support you and stuff like that. So it's going to be pretty interesting. Um, Anthony Rendon is going to the Angels, which is big for the Angels. The Angels spend a lot of money. It hasn't helped in the past, but they spend a lot of money. They got a young third baseman to bat behind or bat near Mike Trout, and that's exactly what um, Mike Trout needs. He hasn't, you know, Albert Pujols kind of, you know, got old on him quick, but I think the Angels now, this is their turnaround, especially with all the turmoil happening in Houston with the cheating and all that stuff. I think this is the year where we start to see – if the Angels can shift back towards the top. For those of you that don't remember, a lot of the early 2000s, the Angels ran at the vision. It was the Angels' division to win or lose. And I think we're going to, with the new head, with Joe Madden out there, that guy's creative. and He won the World Series with the Cubs. Like, he could turn the Angels around. He really could. I don't have any animosity towards the Angels anymore because, you know, they suck for so long, but they used to beat the Yankees every time in the playoffs in the early 2000s. I hated it, and they had that stupid rally monkey. I could have choked that thing. But um, but good for the Angels to pick him up, and we'll, you know, I'll pay attention when more stuff's coming ahead. But baseball this year, and going away from my notes, baseball this year must. I, I'm, and I'm not going to stop until I start seeing the change, and I'm, I'm going to personally just go after MLB. If they don't find a way to put Mike Trout on TV more, and I'm not talking about at no 10 o'clock at night, Mike Trout needs to be on 7.30. He needs to be on everything. He needs to be interviewed. The What made the NBA turn around in the 80s was uh, David Stern, God rest his soul, the former commissioner of the league, of the NBA, made it where the NBA was everywhere, it was accessible, made sure everybody knew who the players were. He knew where the butter was. He knew how the money was made. Baseball cannot live in the 1920s anymore with the hope of the news reporters and the newspapers painting this beautiful uh, fairy tale stories of these great Titan ball players. Them days has been gone for a long time. Baseball needs to have it they need to start with the baseball is enough where you can see the guys faces and their bodies and their physiques where they need to start exploiting these players and make them more personal get away from this stale old man um game and pick up now so kids want to play it ain't about pace of play 
It's just the game looks stale. This this stupid gentleman's code that nobody knows about. I played baseball my entire life. I didn't hear this foolishness until I started coaching. I I, rem, I won't forget we. I coached a young team, and I wanted them to have fun. And I because I, I was paying attention to how softball players play, and they got chants and they got handshakes, and you know they sing songs and they have fun. And then the ba- you know, high school baseball games should not sound like a golf event, and it shouldn't just be you know if you if a guy strikes you out, be pissed off. If you hit a home run, celebrate because it ain't guaranteed. And I think that's the problem in baseball is that they act like home runs and all this stuff is guaranteed. I don't know what that noise is in the background, kids. Uh, I hear it in my headset. I don't know what that is, but just go with it. But it's not guaranteed, and baseball needs to stop acting like fans are guaranteed. They need to stop acting like ratings is guaranteed. They need to stop acting like what you do is guaranteed. Baseball need Major League Baseball needs to really, really inherit the. Um, they really need to inherit the Caribbean style of the game, uh, more of a. Uh, celebration, more fans, you know, it'd be more fun, more spontaneous, more exciting. People want that. People, you know what I'm saying? Baseball needs to, you know what baseball should do? Every time a guy hits a home run, Snapchat sends an alert. Home run, Snapchat alert. Something that grips people, you know what I mean? You you gotta, you gotta try baseball. You gotta try. Everything else I had on my notes don't matter, except for the fact that Madison Bumgarner signed with the ink, with the, with the, with the Diamondbacks, and that makes zero sense to me. At all, he's talking about he did it for winning, and Arizona hasn't won anything in forever. Um, Madison Bumgarner strikes me that he peaked a few years ago when he was, you know, looked at as the best pitcher in baseball because he pitched every other day. You know, only Bob Gibson did it a hundred years ago, and every pitcher from the 1920s to the 1990s, something that you know was like just done and you know he did it once and it was like oh my god how amazing is he Madison Bumgarner went to Arizona to hide because they won three World Series he's got he's three he got he got he got he got rings he's got rings I think he's got a Cy Young but he went to Arizona to hide I wish him the best but he went to Arizona to hide he he didn't go to win and you know I'm gonna start doing my baseball preview soon because spring training is around the corner and I'm excited but we'll start getting that going I'm, I'm taking a Taking the end of the month off, we're not going to do a show at the end of January, and that's the time I'm going to do my studying for uh, spring training, and then we'll have special shows. But um, next segment, we come back, we're going to uh, close up the show. Right now, we're going to switch the music to some hip hop. Hip hop is a little one of my favorite hip hop groups of all time. A, tri- say it with me now, A Tribe Called Quest. Not the Tribe Called Quest, not. Tribe Called Quest, a tribe called Quest. You got to say it all together. It's one name. You got to say it all together. This is Diary Sports Radio slash Podcuts.
brother, 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 Lucy and you're like no other. Listen very close, cause I don't like to boast. Instead, I tell the tale of the French who prevailed over Mr. Crazy Rabbits who were always on his tail. Rent ain't on sale, your roomie starts to wail. Get caught with stolen goods, then you will go to jail. If you go to jail, then who will pay the bail? To put you back to France on a ship with a sail. Escargo, Lucy and you eat snails. Hey, your tip, what's wrong with snails? From the Zulu nation from a town called Paris. Yeah. Came to America to find liberty. Uh-huh. Instead of finding pleasure, all your family's misery. But listen, Lucy, and you have a friend in me. Oh, luck, luck will drive your butt batty. Next time you pick some wheels, make it a caddy. In terms of doing good, I know you wish you really could. But listen, brother man, I really think you can. Succeed with the breed of the brothers who you back. It's the creme de la creme. And you can vouch for that, it'll take a minute, nice. So take my advice. Trust in us, thus you trust in your life. Lucy and Lucy and Lucy and Lucy and you should know. Are you ready, Lou? This one is for you. Coming from a true blue, fits like a shoe. Come on, stop the stare, or come on, tell it, Lou. Lucien, I'll leave it up to you. Voulez-vous? Rendez-vous? Coucou? Les poupous? Watch that last, gonna backlash fast. Can you get a grip on the crackhead dip? So drew a paper bag, guess he saw you coming. VCR from a neck boom bumming. Ten dollars, brother, he was humming and strumming. Only had twenty, you was living like you're slumming. Gave him the money, well, I thought that was something. Looking like a kid who was lost in crumming. Don't worry about a thing, I won't get specific. This is a song that is long and prolific. Think of the stuff that I said if you can. Figure it out, compute, understand. No problemo, I'll help you with your demo. If you go to the store for me... Lucian, I'm just kidding. You should know. Little tribe called Quest for you right there. We are back and we're finishing up the show. Thank you all for listening to another episode, the second technical episode of the new Downright Sports Radio. Um so I appreciate it. Thank you all for listening. Uh, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, hit the button and subscribe and leave stars. Only five stars, man. Only five stars, okay? And uh, leave a comment, please. God, leave a comment. Uh, you know, it's funny to me because people I know will tell me they listen to the show. And I just want to yell, like, leave a comment. If you listen, you know I said leave a comment. So <laughs> leave a comment. Help me out. Leave a comment. Um... Next week, we will be back. Uh, we're going to be back. Let me give you the rundown for the schedule. Uh, Downright Sports, the regular show that I do on YouTube, won't air until Friday of this week for scheduling reasons. Uh, but we will be back the 19th. I want to say I'm going to do a show on the 26th, and that'll be the last show uh, until um, the second week of February. We won't be back until, like, the 9th. Um, so yeah, but take you know week one week off, but the show will be back. You know all this month you will get show long as nothing goes wrong. So that should be a lot of fun. So subscribe and listen and tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. All right, uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, the XFL uh, apparently is back. Well, it's not apparently. I knew it was coming back, and I watched the first XFL very closely. I watched wrestling. I still do. And, of course, you know, when I was a kid and the WWE did anything, I'm one of them weird wrestling guys. I don't watch everything that they do. 
I don't watch all their shows. I just watch the, the in-ring stuff, and sometimes I watch a lot of the behind, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff because I, I like hearing storytelling. So I think it's kind of cool, but it seems like this year the XFL is going to be a little bit different than years than the first time because it doesn't look like Vince McMahon's going to try to gimmick it up. The first time he tried to gimmick it up, uh, he tried to put, he, you know, he tried to oversex it up. He tried to have storylines. Uh, it sounds like it's just going to be football, but different. And honestly, it's really going to be different. Uh, the league starts up. Dang it, I didn't write the dates. <laughs> but the league will start soon as, the, I think, the week after the Super Bowl. And uh, they have teams in Dallas, D.C., Houston, L.A., New York, St. Louis, Seattle, and Tampa. And those are pretty good cities for football, if you ask me. And the rules that they have sound really cool. Um, no kick, no, 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 no field goals. That's pretty awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like, just go for, you know, it just, it sounds like it's going to be something different. And for the first time in a long time, I think this could be a nice alternative if you want football, but you want something a little different than the NFL. Um, if you're a guy who can't, I tell you what, if you're a guy who can't make the NFL, the XFL is just what you want. The XFL has a name. It has notoriety. It has a past. And not to mention, Fox, ABC, and ESPN will broadcast these games. Like, that is big. Like, you have three of the biggest networks, clearly, in the world that's going to broadcast these games. And, you know, you're going to put yourself in a situation where you can, you know, become somebody. Say you go to the XFL and you ball out. The NFL may call. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, the NFL calls, you take the job. I thought it was kind of shocking we don't see bigger, like we didn't see like a Tim Tebow join the XFL or guys like that. I I think it's cool that that they went after guys that we don't know the names of. You know, so they're going to make a name for somebody. Vince McMahon clearly knows how to make names for people, whether it's Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, or John Cena, or Batista. These are all names in pop culture people know of. So it's potential that, you know, this could happen. And in the last XFL, there were a few guys who went to the NFL and was game changers, whether it was He Hate Me or it was Tommy Maddox. Tommy Maddox took the the, 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 the uh, Steelers to the uh, playoffs, not once but twice, and Tommy Maddox was the starting quarterback when Ben Roethlisberger was drafted. Ben Roethlisberger replaced Tommy Maddox, so... And why is that important? Because Tommy Maddox is the only, he won the MVP and the championship in the XFL. So I think that's pretty dope. One other thing I think the XFL has done that impressed me as, you know, I hate to say it, but as a black man is that the amount of black coaches that they have in the league. I was, you know, they have, they only have what, eight teams. And out of the eight teams, they got three black coaches. That's pretty good. That's really good. And they have them in cities. that They got them in D.C., they have them in L.A., and they have them for the St. Louis franchise. And that's 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 awesome. That's that's the XFL send, sending a message saying this is how we're different already because the coaches have more pull in the XFL than I think they do cause in the NFL. They, they have more say over the roster. 
But that's that's a good way in the XFL already saying, hey, head and shoulders, man. If you're a minority coach, we're giving you an opportunity here. We, you know, what I'm saying, it's, they could have hired anybody. They could they could just filled it up full of you know names we've heard of before, or just guys who's looking for a chance. And in this case, they got coaches that you know I don't know some of these brothers, but good for them, and I wish them the best. And same goes for the, the biggest name coach they got is Bob Stoops, who's coaching the Dallas team. Jim Zorn is coaching Seattle. Um, those are two names we all know from the NFL days. So we'll you know we'll see how it goes. It's, it's it can't be terrible. And honestly, ratings wise, if they average around let's just say they average around two to three, four million. Um, um, say they do, say they do the same numbers they do in wrestling. That's good for a lower level football league in the spring, pretty much. That's enough. I mean, and to be honest with you, their ratings is going to be at least the first two weeks is going to be better than, especially on ESPN. It's going to be better than anything else ESPN is going to throw out there. So can't hurt it. Maybe I can broadcast the XFL on my channel. I'm gonna throw it out there. See, I'll 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 pay, you know, just to you know get the rights of something. We'll see. Anyway, thank you all for uh, listening. We'll be back next week. Like I said earlier, subscribe at the bottom if you listen. That blah 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 blah. I've already said it. I'm tired of saying it. Uh, you guys have been awesome. Uh, be safe. Pray for your fellow man and respect your fellow man. And <clears throat> most importantly, everybody just. Stop hearing people and start listening to people. How about that? Can we do that as a, as a society? Let's start listening and don't speak until the other person's done and then give your point, but hear them out first. And that's what's important. Um, you guys be safe, enjoy, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Deuces. Look out for the cops, though. Cash fruit. Word up. Two for fives over here, baby. Word up. Two for fives. Them niggas got garbage down the way. Word up. Cash fruit. Everything around me. Cream. Yeah. Check this old fly shit out. Word up. Cash fruit. Everything around me. Cream. Get the money. Here we go. Check this shit. I grew up on the crime side. The New York Times side. Staying alive was no job. At second hand. Moms bounced on old men, so then we moved to Shallon Land. A young youth, you're rocking the gold tooth. Low goose, only way I begin to G York was drug loot. And let's start it like this, son. Rolling with this one and that one, pulling out gas for fun. But it was just a dream for the team who was a fiend. Started smoking wolves at 16. And running up in gates and doing it by high stakes. Making my way on fire skates. No question, I was speed for cracks and weed. The combination made my eyes bleed. No question, I would flow off and try to get the go off. Sticking up white boys on ballboards. My life got no better. Same damn low sweater. Times is rough and tough like leather. Figured out I went the wrong route. So I got with a sick ass click and went all out. Catching keys from four C's. Rolling in MPVs. Every week we made 40 G's. Yo, nigga, respect my A nigga to check notch. Chapow. Survival got me bugging, but I'm alive on arrival. I'll be back to safe with the-
the streets to stay awake to the ways of the world, cause shit is deep. A man with the dream, with plans to make cream, which fail. I went to jail at the age of 15, a young buck selling drugs and such, who never had much, trying to get a clutch of what I could not. Play me short, now I'm facing incarceration, pacing, throwing up states, my destination. Handcuffed in back of a bus, 40 of us. Life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough. But as the world turned, I learned life is hell. Living in the world no different from a cell. Every day I skate from takes, giving chase, selling bass, smoking bones in the staircase. Though I don't know why I chose to smoke cess. I guess that's the time when I'm not depressed. But I'm still depressed, and I ask, what's it work? To give up, so I seek the old earth who explain working hard may help you maintain to learn to overcome the heartaches and pain. You got stick up kids, corrupt cops, and crack rocks, and straight shots all on the block that stays hot. Leave it up to me while I be living proof to kick the truth to the young black youth. But shorty's running wild, smoking sets, drinking beer, and ain't trying to hear what I'm kicking in his ear. Neglected for now, but yo, it got to be accepted. That what? It's like this hectic. Thank you.